been talking, do you think? At least an hour. Right, let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> we love, just love to talk. And like love hearing ourselves talk. More yeah, than love hearing. <laughs> we can cut this. So. I feel tipsy already. <laughs> oh my god. back to part two we've got the pillowcasing <laughs> ready for the therapy session <laughs> part two of situationships um obviously if you guys tuned in last week i delved into my recent situationship with a guy from sydney um and i literally just touched base on what happened um i gave a bit of a background of like how he acted towards it um which we'll, <laughs> we'll get into now um the red flags and everything else of it yeah, so, and just to like recap in case you didn't listen to last week's episode, yeah. which is like rude if you didn't. Yeah, 100%. Um, Monica had a situationship yeah. um, with, we call him the Sydney situationship. Yeah. Um, she dated him for about two months. Yeah. Um, I would say caught feelings, hard feelings. Yeah, yeah. About an 80% feeling catch. Uh, 80% feeling catch based on materialistic attachment. Yeah. Which, which we'll delve into. Definitely. Yeah. Um, because you definitely had way more of an attachment to the... The lifestyle, the lifestyle. 100%. Um, and then he basically broke her heart. Yeah. <laughs> Stumbled on it and walked away. Once again. Yeah, once, once <laughs> Just again. Just uh, add another one to the list. Um, so, yeah, the situationship. So, like I said in the previous episode, we spoke every single day, messaged every single day, ended up turning into FaceTiming. So, this is the, the big first red flag. He owned a business with his dad. He was a tradie. Um... Which is fine. I, I, I am one person that completely understand that you're not going to be on your phone 24-7 during the day. There's going to be lengthy amounts between messages because I always reference this back to the guy that I was seeing, Red Hot Chili Pepper. Yes. In We call him Red Hot Chili Pepper because I... Yeah, RHCP because <laughs> I uh, met him at a Red Hot Chili Pepper concert. Yes. So, and like I, I preface back to him because he was the same. He, he took hours to... Ref- but he would say to me, hey... Um, I'm at work. Like I can't reply. Whatever. Yeah. He wouldn't reply for hours during the day. But he he was informative. He was informative and considerate. And considerate. Um. So with this Sydney situationship guy, it was very like lengthy amount of times between replies. Even though we were having lengthy conversations, yes. like we were sending back parallels essays. to each other essays. Which is fine. Again, I completely understand. But then it was to a point where it was like he would reply on at maybe like 7 p.m., 8 p.m. during the week and then I wouldn't hear back from him until the morning after. Yeah. Which we kind of put down to the fact that he smoked weed. Yes. And like, yeah, fine. Again, completely, I can completely understand. Mm-hmm. I know when I'm high, I'm not like looking to fucking <laughs> reply to an essay to somebody, no, no matter who it thank is. Thank you. Thank you, but no thanks. No. Um, so that, for me, we ended up putting down to a red flag because I brought it up twice. Twice. The first time I brought it up, I said something like, you're, you're shocking at replying. And he was like, haha, like I've been told this before. Yes, yes, You know, yes. whatever. And he did get a little bit better after yes, that. Yes, he did. Then he started to be like, hey, sorry, like. Yeah, yeah. Hey, sorry, I've been was, at work. Yeah. Or whatever, yeah. So, you know, that was an improvement. But still, the whole weekend taking hours to reply when you're. And this is what got me hard. This is when I realized it was a red flag. When we went to Sydney and the Sunday. Yeah. He was, when we were at dinner or we were at the beach, he was on his phone a lot. And I thought, when I'm in Adelaide and it's a Sunday and you're not replying to me for four or five hours, but I'm here and you're on your phone pretty much the whole day, that doesn't add up for me. Mm. 
it, for me, I find it fucking rude. Yeah. Forget about the fact that I'm hurt. You know, no, I'm not hurt. It's rude. It's You're fucking rude. Yeah. If you can be on your phone constantly when I'm here, how is it any different when I'm not here? And also, we should let our listeners know that a lot of the time during the situationship, there would be times where you would be extremely annoyed. 100%. About him not replying. 100%. Hours. How many times was I like, I I'm, don't need to deal with this I'm shit. Done. Like, I'm done. Yeah. Because I, I was getting to the point where I was like, I don't have time. Yeah. I don't have time to be consumed, which again is my fault. I shouldn't let it consume me, but that's just the person that I am. Yeah. And I think because you and I set the bar that we reply to text straight away, yeah. we kind of expect people to do the same. And not everybody is like that. Yes. And we do have to understand that. But also, when I brought it up as a concern, not a concern, but like, again, it is from my past, my past traumas with my past relationships. Like, my first relationship where he'd literally ignore me for two days, it fucking triggers me. Yeah. So that's why I get so worked up and I'm like, I don't need to deal with this shit because no. I'm not dealing with it again. No. I don't want to. Nor should you. Nor should I, right? So that, when I went to Sydney, kind of solidified that that was a big red flag for me. Yeah. Big red flag. If he, when we were in Sydney, wasn't on his phone at all, different fucking story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you you really shot yourself in the foot there by doing that, right? You were so mad. So, like, called you over and was like, we need to go have a cigarette because I'm about to fucking lose my shit. (laughs) And I'm the type that probably would be like, how can you sit there all day on your phone but then take hours to reply to me? But then in turn, guys would be like, oh, you're fucking crazy. No, I'm not crazy. It's common courtesy. It's literally just being polite to people. That's all it is. And I think when you um, meet someone who does offer you the same respect that should be deserved to you. 100%. You'll be like, oh my God. As if I wasted my time on something. Not as if you wasted your time because everything's on. No, yeah, no, I get it. But as if I put up with that kind of, as if I thought that I was going to be okay with that eventuating to something, if that was going to be my life, with him living in Sydney and me here, being in a relationship, being like, he hasn't replied for four hours. What the fuck is he doing? I would have lost my mind. Yeah, right? not coped. The second red flag for us, which is not a red flag for everybody, but he loved the strip clubs. Ugh. Again, I, I love a strip club. I, I thoroughly enjoy going to a strip club. <laughs> but I, when you're, and of course guys love strip clubs, but like he was invested in them. Like, What do you mean invested? Like they would go like every weekend on like every Friday or Saturday night and like he just really gassed it up and I was like, okay, yeah, you like strip clubs, but like, do you want to bite? Like, what? what is... It was just a bit like... <laughs> are, you, are you looking to... Are you looking to invest? Or I'm like, confused. Yeah, it was very like, uh, whatever. Every weekend. Yeah. Right? Again, party boy, which is fine. I'm a party girl. I can't I can't have any opinion on that. Friends with a lot of girls, a lot of stripper girls. Again, I can't have a... That, that really didn't bother me because no. I'm one of my best mates is a guy. I'm friends yep. with a lot of guys. Yep. It really yep. didn't yep. matter to yep. me. Um, I... So there were a couple of red flags. The other red, this again was a massive red flag, was the fact that he, so he brought up his exes with me. Yes. I never brought up my exes. No. And looking back, I really didn't delve into my life at all with him. No. A lot of the conversations. No. A lot of the conversations were about him, which again, I'll give you advice. I'm happy to. I love it. (laughs) And I didn't mind, but I'm not going to open up to you unless I feel like you want me to or I feel comfortable enough to and I didn't feel either of those so again that's a massive red flag but you didn't pick that up at the time didn't pick it up at the time as it progressed there were times where he'd be like oh my god sorry I've just spoken about myself like how are you how are you going and like that was fine then I talk about me but again he he was quite again I'm not trying to like I really don't want to like talk shit about him because that's not what I'm here for but he was pretty self-absorbed yeah but is that just because he 
is the type of guy that he is. Like, I feel like a lot of guys from that area of Sydney would be very much like that. Probably. All about them. Probably. All about them, themselves, further... Like, guys in, like, you know, like, what I envision guys to be, like, in Manhattan or whatever. Yeah, like very... Self-absorbed. Yeah. Care about themselves, yep. their dick, and how much money they're making. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And that's 100%, it. 100%. So, I'm kind of not shocked that he didn't ask you. Yeah. But I am shocked that you didn't feel comfortable enough to open up to him. No. I... Yeah, I, re- I really... Not, not that I was like, oh, my God, it's so uncomfortable, but I... It takes, once I'm open to you, I'm, like, open yeah, to you. Yeah. But it takes that little bit extra for me to be, like, yeah, I'm comfortable with, like... I'm safe. Safe. Not even, or just, like, that I can bring it up and I'm going to get the answer that I want from you. It was very much reminded me, and this is fucking triggering, of my ex where, like, I talk about something that would concern me and it was very, like, he wasn't really interested or, like, very wishy-washy. So, again, I think I was scared of that as well. So I was kind of, like, I'm not even going to, like... Try. Try. Yeah. So, again, massive red flag. If you don't feel like you... If he feels comfortable enough to, like, open up to me with shit, yeah. I should be able to do the same. Yeah. He then brought up um, his exes. Um, and so he had two exes that, well, that I know of that he told, spoke to me about. He said to me that both of his relationships ended... Yeah, no, we just ended. Like, just, you know, it just didn't work out. One relationship in your life ending like that? Okay. Mm. Two, for you to be lucky enough for two of your relationships, <laughs> lucky. lucky, blessed, yeah, yeah. to be like, yeah, no, nah, like everything's cool. We just didn't work out. Uh, sorry. You you either are not telling me the truth or the girl has a very different story to how it ended. Well, given his interaction with you, 100%. I'm going to say the latter. that. 100%. The latter, yeah. So he, not to mention one of his exes, then went on to maybe a year after they broke up, date his best, best friend. And he said to me, yeah, no, it's cool. Like, what, you know, what, good for them. Like, we didn't work out. Like, sorry. You, <laughs> and this is where I came down to his issues and his yeah. trauma, right? Which yeah. we'll, we'll get into. But when he said that to me, I was like, oh, like, what? <laughs> then it was the comment about, I don't believe in love. Yes. Right, that should be and a fucking red flag. Everybody that I said that to was like, Monica. <laughs> Everyone, and so... This is my thing, right? With 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 those being said, those red flags. I went to a few people after and like told them, got their advice. When I went to Melbourne, I got opinions from two, and Melbourne is a very different city to Adelaide. That's yeah. why I wanted the opinions of two people there because I thought it's more similar to Sydney yeah. and their lifestyle and the yeah. way that they think about relationships yes. and stuff like yes. that. Even when I told those two people, when I said about both relationships ending and like his ex-girlfriend dating his best mate and the whole I don't believe in love, both of those people were like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. So it's not just an Adelaide thing where people don't like, it's it's weird. It's a bit weird. So I met up with um, the actor who we've mentioned in previous episodes. Um, because we hadn't spoken for a while and then he like messaged me and he's like do you want to catch up for a drink and I was like yeah cool let's catch up for a drink and I'm purely like as friends because like I actually value him as a person mm-hmm. and like respect him you know he's like 30 he's th- turning 31 respect like he's got a great outlook on life and like yes. yeah we really vibe so yes. met up with him for a drink and like he spoke about his ex and then like I got into obviously this situation ship and I was like need your opinion <laughs> and so I told him the whole thing and he was like he was like, oh, Monica. He's like, he's overly emotional. And I was like, what? Overly emotional. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, he's a really emotional person. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, did you notice that his highs are either really high and his lows are low? And I was like, yeah, like, 
Yeah, like what? I was like, yeah, like he'd get into like really shitty moods if he had a bad day and like, but then when he was good, like he was really good. He's like, yeah, that's an overly emotional person. He's like, trust me from a guy's point of view. He's like, even like investing in you, like he was so open to you, like that's emotional. He's like, he obviously just can't deal with his, process his feelings. And he's like, look, he's the only reason I say that is because I've been in that exact situation. Yeah. He's like, so from my point of view, when you were telling me that story, I thought, oh my God, this guy's so emotional. And even like the whole, I don't believe in love. He's like, that's just like a thing to protect himself. Like it's, that's fear. That's all it is. That's why he'd say it like, oh yeah, I don't believe in love. And I was like, how did we not pick that up? Uh, well, because I guess we think like when a guy ends up like, oh, they're so cold. Like they're <laughs> just like, all about himself. Yeah, all about himself. Like they're so heartless. But I guess you don't actually think that guys do overanalyze things too. And they do have feelings and they suppress them. Again, we are just making assumptions. We don't actually know. Yeah. But it was good to get not only a guy's perspective, but like someone who's a bit older and who's fucked around and is more mature. And he like he was like, Oh yeah, no question about it. Like the whole time you were telling that story, like definitely an emotional person. He's like, if he was cold, he wouldn't have done half the things he's done. He wouldn't have opened up to you about things. He wouldn't have brought you into his life. He wouldn't have um like showed you any sort of emotion like when he was having a shit day or anything like that. Like he obviously yeah, from his perspective, was that he's like really feels his feelings, and I was like, yeah, but if he really feels his, that aggravates me a little because it's like if he really feels his feelings, then why invest your feelings into someone only to just pull the carpet out from underneath? Yeah, you? I know, and like I, I, I think I thought about it a little bit. I thought maybe guys don't like they go into something not thinking anything of it, and then they like have these emotions, but then they're like, no, 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 I don't want to commit. Like, I don't want a girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. So for them, it's easy to go, now nah, cut it off, see you later, da, da, da. Whereas girls, once we're emotionally attached. Yeah, we think it's we, end game. We think it's end game. So yeah. we, we try to build on that. We're, we're not like, it was like me. I didn't think- want a relationship, but I was like, oh, okay, well, I like this guy. So we'll see how it goes. It wasn't like, hang on, before I didn't want a relationship, I didn't want to commit. And this is getting too serious and I'm going to back away. Like, yeah. girls are different in that sense. But do you really think that men are that ignorant that they just walk around going like, oh, yeah, I guess, maybe I'll just start talking to her. Let's see how it goes. Oh, my God, it's too much, too emotional. I'm done. And I don't think it's ignorance, but I think that's definitely, definitely what they think, yeah. They really, men really are from Mars. Yeah, and women really are from, <laughs> from Venus. Venus. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other end of the spectrum is he doesn't allow himself to attach to people on a deep enough emotional level. But why? Why? Is it because of, um, I don't know, it's something. Because I remember briefly asking, you know, heart, like emotional trauma. I brought it up you know, earlier in the convos, and he was like, oh, that's a convo for like a Sunday session. As you do. As I do, because <laughs> I want to know yeah, why you are the way you are. Yeah. I need to understand. I want to know. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to make an assumption that you're a cunt. No. Everybody acts a certain way because of something that has happened to them or something, you know, a, an incident, anything like that, yeah. that has then formed them to think like that and act like that. 100%. People don't just act like that for no reason. So my conclusion of it all, this situationship that everybody talks about and everybody goes through them with men and women is the fact that one person either can't attach, that he has attachment issues, clearly. Mm. Just from that, hearing about the exes and everything, I came to the conclusion that, okay, well, you just obviously don't, on an emotional level, connect with someone like that. Yeah, but you can't had tell two me functioning relationships. Fu- we don't know how functioning. No, we don't. We, know we, how don't, we don't know anything but about he's the relationship before. He's committed before, but how deep? You can commit, Georgia. Anyone can commit to somebody. Yeah. Doesn't mean that you're vibing with that you're. You're actually emotionally actually committing. emotionally yeah. committing or uh, investing. It yeah. doesn't mean that at all. 
He might have. Who knows? I could be completely wrong about my assumption. But this is just what I've come, the conclusion I've come to, just from like piecing bits together yeah. and looking back over the situation ship because as you do, you overanalyze it. Yeah. It's really either that or the really, really hard pill to swallow is, is that he just genuinely did not like me. Like that's the hardest pill to swallow. And I know that that can be the case sometimes. But again, like we've said, like it just didn't add up. But I just know that like when I'm not really that invested in somebody – I will take like a while to reply or like, yeah, I, I guess that's the hardest one that I don't want to admit, but it might just be the case. Like he just genuinely didn't like me. So that's what I've come up with when it ended, which I we haven't really talked about when he rejected me and ended it. I was devastated. cut, devastated, right? Devastated. devastated. We were out, we were drunk. And I remember sitting there with you as we were reading the messages and my whole thing was, and the reason why, looking back and reflecting as to why I was so devastated is because immediately when he rejected me, I associated that rejection with my last relationship yeah. Yeah. and how I felt and how much I spiraled and I thought, fuck, I'm, that's going to happen again. Yeah. It was my fear of feeling sad that I immediately was like, no, 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 no. Like, I can't feel like this yeah. again. Was it necessarily because this guy ended it with me? I think a big part of it as well for you was the how did you read it so wrong? Yes, very much so. Because, again, I thought that everything was, like, peachy keen and was, like, 90% sure that we were on the same page. And, you know, we always say hope for the best, expect the worst. And I still, a part of me was like, okay, yes, even though you are pretty confident, you still have to be ready for that. But I think I was, like, overly confident. No. I don't think you were. I don't know. It was very, it was weird, but yeah, it was very much so the, um, the rejection and the like, fuck, I've read this situation so fucking wrong. Like that conversation that you guys have down at the beach. 100%. How you read it in the sense of like, wow, he's confiding in me. Yeah. And then two days later, which told you. That he had made his mind up two days prior. Yeah. Which was around about when that conversation had. So perspective, yeah? Everybody's perspective on things is so fucking different because my perspective on the conversation was like, sick, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask because I'm I'm pretty solidified that that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. His perspective might have been, nah, I didn't really she didn't really she didn't give me what I wanted from that yeah. conversation. Nah, this isn't it for me. Yeah. Isn't that so weird? It, that and that was reflecting back on how sad that you were at the time and the the comments that you kept you know, when you're sad and you're overly emotional, you say a lot of things and you act a, a certain way, but there's usually a couple of things that become reoccurring, yeah. which is like the, for you, it was the, I'm scared that I'm yeah. going to revert back to how I was when I got my heart s- driven over by a fucking semi-trailer Literally, two yeah. and a half years ago. Yeah. And it was, how did I read it so wrong? How did I read it so wrong? Yep. And then also the fact that it was, no, well, I can't say it was the first person I opened up to. Well, te- okay. My ex and I broke up. I started seeing another guy. Yes. Then my ex and I dumped that guy for my ex because he came back. So Red Hot Chili Peppers. Red She's Hot Chili Peppers. Red Hot Chili Peppers. So technically... He was this, a good guy. He was a really good guy. So technically, the Sydney situationship is probably the first guy that I've made myself vulnerable to yep. since my ex the second time. And also, a person that you made yourself vulnerable to... How do I articulate this? Where you had no ulterior motive. Yep. You started dating Red Hot Chili Peppers. You liked him. Yeah. But you also, I think, were like, well, if I start dating him, I might move on from my ex. And yep. it'll, uh, it'll exactly. help the situation. Exactly. This was the first organic, natural sort of, like, situationship, whatever. But, yep. like, 
thing that you created and it was all on your own. Yep. It was all for you. Yep. You had no ulterior motive. 100%. It was just something new for you yep. to like grow and love. And exactly. And I think I was so, and I remember saying this to like uh, you girls and like my other friends. I was like, there's so many qualities about him that like I believe a lot in the power of manifestation, 100%. Mm-hmm. Like it, I, it's fucking works. Yeah. And I reflected on, you know, this guy and thought, oh, my God, there's so many things about this guy that I have tried to manifest in someone that, like, I've asked for the universe. When my next relationship comes about, this is what I want in the guy. But all of those things that he attained were the materialistic side of things. There was no, none of the emotional or personality characteristics that I had asked for that he had. What were the materialistic things that you wanted? Um, Tall. Yeah. Blue eyes. Yeah. Muscly tattoos, yes. Um, work ethic, which he had, yeah. Which is, well, I wouldn't say that's all materialistic because that is a mindset. Yeah. Party um, boy. Party boy, um, adventurous, like camping and shit. I literally specifically said camping, <laughs> the beach, yes, the lifestyle, yeah. all of that. Yeah. So I like dogs. Like dogs. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like all of that. Like like drinking, smoked a bit of weed, but yeah. wasn't. Like, from what the conversations we had had, like, he was a party boy, but he wasn't, like, overly uh, abusive of drugs. Yeah, like, yeah. he knew his limits. <laughs> yeah, didn't need rehab in a Didn't need, yeah, like, he knew his limits. Like, yeah. he'd, he'd be like, nah, like, if I need to go to bed, like, I'm going to bed, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, fuck, great. But they, again, are all materialistic things. So, But I got fixated and attached myself to all of those things and thought, oh, my God, this is the guy. This is the universe sending me a guy. And, you know, it's always when you're, you know, single and you're ready and you're loving life that they come along and that's what you, you girls yeah. bring it down to. Yeah. And so I got fixated on that and I got attached to that. So it's all these characteristics that I was like, yeah, no, this must be it. So, again, it was that butthurt feeling of being like, what the fuck? Like, the rejection, the um, what the fuck I read it wrong, the attachments... The, um, and, and just reverting back the feelings to like my past traumas and being like fuck I cannot go through another guy rejecting me again again but in turn in saying that when we were talking outside about like the, the other guys that I've dated right for example and I think the reason why I got attached to this guy as well was because how many times you said to me you like him because he's not up your ass yeah because every other guy that I've dated has been up my ass yep um, you know, once, you know, it's just like uh, overly catering to me and I'm like, it's a, it's a put off for me. And also I then self-sabotage because I'm like, no, nah, I don't want anything. I can't go any further. Yeah. This guy made me chase him. Yeah. Same with uh, RHCP. Yeah. He wasn't like overly texty, even though he was like, Hey, like I can't reply. I'm working. It was like, you kept, you kept, you're on your toes. Yes. So that's why I think much like the RHCP guy, even though it was kind of maybe a rebound, I guess. But I did like him. Yeah, you did. I did like him. You did. And then I think the same with this guy. Like, he didn't give me everything that I want straight up. So I was like, oh, like, I'm <laughs> going to I'm gonna invest in this because yes. you're not giving me everything straight up. Yes. So again, that was like a bit of a mind fuck. Whereas a lot of the other guys that I dated, yeah, have just been super needy. Not super needy, but just giving too, too catering. But they are at the beginning. And yeah. And then they turn. That's the thing that the guys that that I've known about have been they are they're the relationships but I'm talking about the little dates in between yeah over the past year yes they've been like they love you yeah immediately yeah and you're off put it but you're off put it because your past relationships 
they've acted have followed the same pattern exactly my past two relationships that have failed miserably they were obsessed with me in the beginning mm-hmm. and my therapist said to me you go you end up giving in to these guys because they chase you so hard that you're like fuck it i'll just give in and look how it ends up for you exactly and so, that's why i think you're so put off guys when you start dating them or start messaging them that that are obsessed with yep. you and not obsessed sounds like she's up her own ass no. they're not obsessed but they just like there's no there's no air of mystery no, yeah there's no mystery there's, there's no chase no it's Nothing. just like very full-on yep. from the get-go yep. and it's super intense and i think you're like oh like no Put off. yeah Put off. because i need to change the guys that i go for yeah so and i spoke to our therapist about this sydney situation ship right and this was before i went to yes. sydney and I said to her, I'm like, I really need to see you because I just need... I was kind of getting caught up in my own thoughts and, like, putting this situation on a pedestal. Yes. I was. Yeah. So when I saw her, she was like, you need to just slow your roll. She's like, you need to view this as a friendship. She's like, because hypothetically, you're nothing. Yeah. You two are nothing. And she's right. <laughs> she's like, you haven't even met him. You know, all of this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, he's saying... Like, he's talking like this. And she's like, to be honest with you, like, it sounds a little bit toxic. Like, he's really investing in you yeah without having even met you she's like that's a little bit of a red flag for me oh and when you so left, when your therapist tells you when that, you left her i was like what the fuck does she know she doesn't know it she 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 has bang a bang on the money bang on the money that's right that's why we pay her the big bucks that's why we pay her the money right so she was like you really just need to treat her as a friendship go to sydney see how it goes and she said to me and this is what stuck with me she's like monica you need to understand that this guy might not be the one even though you think he possesses all these qualities and everything like that that you've been searching for, he might just be coming into your life to teach you that not every guy is like your exes. Yeah. She's like, that's all he could be. She goes, he could be the one or he could just be a lesson. And I said, fuck, yeah, you're 100% right. Yeah. But I'm fingers crossed yeah. for the, like... Yeah, yeah, I hope it works out. Hope it works out. So, obviously, when I got back, I was like, yeah, cool. So, he obviously is just the lesson, but, like, it took me a lot to be like, well, what the fuck was the lesson? Yeah. So... What we've gathered from this, again, because we're over-analyzers, um, you know, so this guy and I were seeing each other for two months and the Charlotte from Sex and the City theory is... That you, it takes half the time to get over someone of the total time that you've been dating them. Right. So if you've been dating for three years, it'll take you about a year and a half to get Which over Which is what it took me with my it's previous... It's bang on. It's I'm ba- telling it is you, fucking bang on. Bang on the money, right? Yeah. Of course that only applies if you're not in and out with yeah. that, you know, yes. back and forth. Yeah, yeah, you're fucked if you If are. you keep doing that, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're a lost cause. So we were like, cool, two months. Okay, it's going to take me a month to get over it, right? <laughs> we were like, done. I'm like, all I have to do is write out a month, a it's month. It's going to be hard. So in, after it happened, you know, we had New Year's. So, you know, it was in between Christmas. Oh, in between Christmas and New Year's, I ended up messaging the situ- yes. this Sydney situation yeah. guy because he lived in the northern lives in the northern part of the northern beaches <laughs> and was in like severe lockdown. <laughs> and I knew he was meant to go on a camping trip and like he obviously wouldn't have been able to go on that and all this stuff. And the the good part of me is always like, there's half of me that's like I'm a good person, but the other half is like. I just want to see if I message toxic. you what what, yeah. what what. There's a little bit of toxic. There's toxic in me as and well. And then there's nice. But, but, a bit, but, but a bit of toxic. Because she told me and I said no. Yes. I said but, what for? Yeah, but I'm the type of person that if once I get something in my head, if I don't do it, yeah. whether or not it hurts me, if I don't do it, I'm going to fixate, fixate on yeah. that. Like, yeah. I should have done it. Yeah. So I ended up messaging him saying like, hey, babe, heard about what's happening in Sydney. Like, how you going? <laughs> you know, what's the vibe? This guy replied back a fucking paragraph 
delving into like him and the fucking lockdown and all this shit and how like fucked it was and how like you know just talked about himself the whole time then at the very end he's like how are you so then I replied and was kind of like wow that's fucked like you know I don't know how you're coping all this shit and then I was like yeah I'm good like things are good here whatever whatever his next response was another paragraph all about him and the lockdown nothing to do with me and that was a pinnacle moment yeah in the conversation that I was like, what the fuck am I wasting my time on right now? <laughs> I was honestly, I was I was a bit put off because yeah. I was like, you, what am I, what what for? Yeah. I'm sick of gassing you up because all I used to do was gas you up because yeah. I do love gassing people up at the yes. end of the day. It's not yes. because I want you to like me. No. But you should gas people up. A thousand percent. But also like, I'm not going to entertain this any longer. So my last response was like, yeah, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, hope it ends soon. Have a good New Year's. Yeah. And he never responded. <laughs> because oh, I don't know whether you're butthurt because I didn't like delve back into your fucking life. But also like, where's the comments of how was my Christmas? Yeah. Cunt. Yeah. How was, yeah. I'm just saying cunt on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But like, relevant. How relevant. was my Christmas? Yeah, exactly. Ask me about me, you exactly. piece of shit. All about him. So that really solidified it. Um, I've got to admit, over New Year's and a couple of days after, like I did um, take illicit drugs. I took MGMA and that obviously... Uh, the next day the come down is for me horrific, horrific. and I'm, I'm not horrific in the sense of like for me it's an emotional roller coaster I, MDMA really fucks with my spiritual side and I'm gonna say my spiritual side yeah. it really fucks with my emotions my spiritual like and my soul yeah it really does and um, I was a fucking write off yeah and I cried basically the whole day and it really took me five or six days to kind of sit with myself and go what are you actually sad about yeah you didn't love this guy no did you even like this guy as a person yeah and then she's crapping on about how she wants to move right i was like i hate adelaide i want to fucking move to sydney it's so much fucking better nothing happens here but i think also i'm still not wrong about that because like the lifestyle in sydney for people our age is like so different yeah there's things to do a lot of people are single what's the trade-off what's the trade-off right there's perks with everything a hundred percent there is so i was in a really like down and out state about like even living in adelaide like i was just like my life shit like i don't want to fucking be here and i should preface by saying that before this guy came into her life you were very happy if content not thriving thriving in your life here thriving in my and life and that's here. why when she turned around and was like fuck this place it's it, it, dramatic. dramatic i became dramatic but also like i really had to be like to you like well no keep it down because two months ago you were you were happy you were exactly thriving. exactly i loved adelaide so yeah it was really just like a dramatized the situation hundred <laughs> i'll say i was a drama queen over it 100 percent Again, that goes back to when my doctor was like, you've got situational depression. Like, you literally, like, something drastic happens in your life and you spiral from that. It's, But it's not for a long amount of time. No. So, you know, a lot of people would be like, well, you're just a drama queen. And, yeah, look, to be honest it's with actually you... situational depression. <laughs> a part of me is kind of like, fuck, are you a drama queen? Like, calm the fuck down. But I just, I think because I feel so deeply, like, yeah. I, I'm a very deep emotional person. Yeah. So I feel my feelings extremely deeply. So it's not so much that I'm like, oh my God, my life's ending. It's just that like, I can't help it, but feel those emotions. So I sat with myself for a couple of days and was like, really pulled apart the situation ship, which I think a lot of people need to do when they end, because I know you get attached in a situation ship and don't get me wrong. It's not always, not everyone can do what I did and sit there with themselves and go, okay, pull it apart and go, okay, what did, what, you know, what did I actually like about this person? What am I actually sad about? Yeah. So I think with a lot of 
I'm not going to say just girls because I know guys, it can happen to guys too. We attach ourselves to these, this idea and this yes. fantasy of what could be. Yeah. You know, I attach myself to this lifestyle and this idea and you know, as a, I think girls probably do it a lot more than guys. We think about the future. Yes. And we think about a future with this person because yeah. that's just in our nature. That's just what we do. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, when I sat down, I was kind of like, okay, these were the good qualities that I liked about him. They're all materialistic. <laughs> the emotional side of things, he had no emotional stability. No. He wasn't comforting. He um, wasn't loving and caring. No. Not that he was rude or anything like that, but he wasn't. He just wasn't what I was looking for. He was emotionally unavailable. Emotionally unavailable. Yeah. So he and not even from the perspective of I just don't think there's a strong enough connection. No. It was the and like for me it's probably I don't know if it's as big a deal for you as it is for me but like the not replying for four five six hours if hypothetically you got into a serious situation with someone and you were messaging them about something fucked that or even when you message him being like hey what are we someone who was emotional you know maybe i understand caring and considerate considerate you need a bit of time to reflect that's fine but like there's a difference between taking time to reflect and then just being a dick yeah exactly and and, although i don't want to put it down to him just being a dick i think a part of it it's he is just a dick in that sense like i think unfortunately emotionally unavailable dick dick. like you know i don't again i don't want to like put his name in the dirt but like it just you 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 gaslighted me yes you love bombed me he really love bombed yes. and love bombing is pretty much where a person is so love bomb is love bombing is pretty much a, when a person like really brings you into their life and really invests that time in you and kind of like you know confides in you and all that kind of stuff all the things he did they're love bombing you that you're like like i was so important to him that he wanted to confide in me he made me feel like oh you're confide like i'm important to you if you're yeah. that's love bombing so that's when, yeah, you feel like you're in but contact. why? I don't know. You, I, I just don't know. So it's the gaslighting love bombing for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the... But yeah. Oh, it's, all the of, situation it's the situation for me. And as much as I don't want to be like, he's a narcissist, it, you know, it's, it's narcissistic behaviour. Yeah. It's very gaslighting behaviour. Again, I don't know if that's because of where you live and that's just how you've grown up or whatever, yeah. but when you're fucking with people's emotions... It's not nice. Like I'm, I don't get me wrong. I can be the hardest bitch out there mm-hmm. when I want to be. Yeah. But when it comes to fucking with someone's emotions like that, you can, you're dead to me. You can fuck off. Yeah. yeah. I, it's disrespectful. Yeah. For me, it's a disrespect. Yeah. I cannot deal with people like that. Like, no. you're just rude. You've I dealt with enough. Yeah, I've dealt with enough, <laughs> and like Please. not if, not even I've dealt with enough. Just don't do it. Like, just yeah. be a considerate human being. Yeah. To other people, and I think this is what people don't understand when they're when they're him when they're the sydney guy in the in the situation they don't understand the detrimental damage that they're doing to the other person which is me but you've been the sydney guy i have been the sydney guy yes. and that's the problem so just we'll talk about that but just quickly going back when i pulled it apart and was like what am i attached to these are the materialistic things i like he didn't he wasn't emotionally available um i like the lifestyle i like the fact that he lived where he lived like he mm-hmm. they you know I, i'm not going to say that they were again i don't want to talk about their finances but like they were well off. They were comfortable. They were comfortable. Yeah. I liked that. I thought, oh my God, yep, Sydney, such a cool vibe, all this shit. So I attached myself to this idea and this fantasy, which is what we do. Yeah. And then we, 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 we once it ends, we think, oh my God, I'm so hurt. Like, yeah. how can I be without this yeah. person? And it's not that at all. <laughs> no. Because when you really put it down to a soul, forget about the shell, everything, the shell, the body, the lifestyle, everything, their soul, we, we didn't connect. Nah. So he was 
not really wrong in the sense of I just don't think we connect, connected emotionally because we actually didn't. No. We really didn't. I just didn't want to believe that. No, because you were invested in the life that you thought you could have had. A hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. And like when we went and spoke with my future sister-in-law and she straight up said to you, she was like, those feelings that you had in that place with him, you could have had at fucking Glenelg exactly. or Ryden. Exactly. You know? Exactly right. You could have had it anywhere. Yep. But because he was there, yep. you attached that place. Yep. To an emotion, to a person. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. And, like, obviously, it's been a month now, and when I think about the Northern Beaches of Manly, I don't think about him. Because for a lot... for, like, for so a Charlotte's bit, right. Yeah, so, <laughs> so for a bit there, I was like, oh, I'm never going to be able to go back to the Northern Shut Beaches. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> oh. Manly, without, like, thinking about him. And, th- and now I'm just like, I want to go back because I want to create a different... Not even because I want to create a different memory, because it was like, that was a cool place. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to feel any kind of emotion towards him because I'm over him because... Yeah. I didn't really connect with him to begin with. We can with. go to the other side anyway. Of course, Sydney's <laughs> massive and like, we, it's fine. But yeah, so when you really put it down to that, you really, it's really hard to do. And don't get me wrong, it, I had to do it with my ex. And like, I had, you know, how many times, I remember saying to you, especially with my ex, and obviously that was a lot of a big, bigger deal than this fucking situation shit. This is minuscule to that. But I said to you, at the end of the day, everybody is entitled to do what they want to do in life. If they want to end a relationship, a situation, anything, they are entitled to. Yeah. You cannot hate that person no. for doing so. I can dislike you for gaslighting me and love bombing me, yeah. 100%. But for ending it, I, I really can't but hate then, you for that. But then also, like, it comes down to as well, like, how you end it. How, uh, yeah. how, you, how you let that other person down. Because you're not feeling it. It's not a crime that you're not feeling it. It's no. not a crime that you don't want to be with that person. And I think he, he, he really fucked up there because, first of all, the way he went about it, and second of all, the fact that he was like, oh, because I said to him, if I didn't mention this, when were you going to say something? <laughs> and he was kind of like, oh, over the next couple of days. Were and you? Were, first of all, were you? Or were you just going to ghost me? Or were you just going to ghost me? So again, if that's the case, and again, I'm gonna, cause I always like to see the good in people, I hope that fucking wasn't, but if it was, you're a scumbag. Yeah, and we can't assume. And I can't assume, but if that was, you are, to me, a scumbag. I mean, we're gonna assume that that's probably how it was gonna go down. Because he because doesn't have the balls. He, he doesn't have the emotional, forget about anything, he doesn't have the emotional depth yes. to be considerate enough to not do that. No, he, he doesn't. taken the easy way out. The easy way out, which yeah. is what a lot of people do. Yeah. And again, I'm lucky that I'm the type of person that's equipped to deal with this stuff. Yes, even though I got really down and out about it, I know how to get myself out of it because I've done it before. Yeah. Ten times worse. Yes. So <laughs> I'm one girl or one one person that's equipped with those tools that not, that I really go, okay, I need to sit down with myself, figure it out, da-da-da-da. A lot of people don't have those tools. And unfortunately, when someone ends a situationship like that and they fuck this person up, you leave people that are just damaged. And this is why our generation is going to be fucked for getting married and dating. <laughs> because everyone is just damaged from relationships. Yeah. Because people are ghosting, they're doing this bullshit. And don't get me wrong, it probably, of course it happened in the past, but with social media and yeah. texting, because this is the thing, when people didn't have phones, how do you, how do you create a situation ship? You wouldn't. You go out on dates, 
you meet up, you have sex with them. It's a bit different. Technology fucks with it. Like they didn't have. We're starting from season two, so it's like nineteen ninety nine. They didn't have mobiles. They only barely had a cell phone. But Carrie's still calling off her home phone and pay phones. Yeah, still checking her message bank to see if they've left a message. Exactly. That's what it was back in the day. Has he left a voicemail? Yeah, one hundred percent. Coming home, checking your voicemail. One hundred percent. So it did happen, but it was probably a lot less harsh because you didn't have to see their life plastered on social media. And this is another thing which I didn't mention in the first episode. You know, the whole time that we were speaking, he. Oh, God, in the first three, four weeks, maybe he never posted a story, never posted a photo on Instagram, nothing, right? Then as it got, like, maybe the fifth, sixth week in, he would, like, post a story. Mm. And that was in the interim of him not responding to my text. So, again, I was a fuckwit because I should have been, like, sweetheart. If he is posting a story, he can reply to a text. Again, we're not... It's 2021 now. This was 2020. Even in 2020, we're not going to be like, oh, but it's a lengthy message and he might be busy. No. If he's on his phone and he's posting a story... He can reply to a message. Fucking enlighten yourself a little bit and go, I'm not dealing with this. And I should have done that, but I didn't. I was too caught up in the fantasy of what could have been and I was too gassed up in it all. So it really... Yeah, it just... You know, we're in a new day and age where technology is so... It's fucking with people. It's fucking with people, and but in a sense, we, we can use it to our benefit. But I think it's 2021 and people really need to enlighten themselves on this type of bullshit. A thousand percent. A thousand percent, right? Don't involve yourself in a situationship. Be fucking upfront. Or involve yourself in a situationship, but like, don't be afraid to ask the hard questions. hundred percent. If you feel like that you are wanting to know where this is going, and like, it, it's so it's such dumb advice, but it's like, you know what, like... How much time are we going to waste as girls Absolutely. catering to these men? Absolutely. I'm like, no, we'll just leave that. Like, yeah, maybe, and like, not always. Maybe he'll want me. Maybe he'll Not always just girls. It's obviously guys that are in these situations as well. Like, mm-hmm. but it's. Look, I'm going to go with majority girls always find themselves in this situation. Yeah. Um, because girls uh, attach themselves a lot easier. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, you really just need to ask the harder questions to begin with because. And it doesn't matter if you're 27, 16, 22, 45. Yeah. You have every fucking right. Anybody that is emotionally available or emotionally stable, when you ask that question, will give you a fucking direct answer and not be like, oh, that's too much. And that's all you can ask in the dating world. Absolutely. That's all you can ask. Just Absolutely. give me an honest answer. Am I, because not only am, are you potentially wasting your time by not being honest and upfront, yep. you're wasting mine. Exactly. When I could be out there meeting someone who actually does want to be available. Or... Not even, or living my life how I was living it before, being yes. single and dating multiple people. But he was a lesson. He was a lesson, and I've definitely learned the lesson. My lesson from this was to not attach myself that quickly because I attached myself quickly. Yeah. Looking back, I definitely, I thought I didn't, and I thought, no, I'm pretty good because, f- to be honest, in the first part, I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. But obviously when it ended, it was like, you've, you're way more attached than what you think you are. Yeah. I think my lesson was... Don't attach yourself quickly and, and really, like, I know it's so easy to say, really pick up on the red flags. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't. Please, don't. Really don't disregard them. Don't make excuses for them. Because and friends, don't, like... Because you were trying to see, you were trying to give him the benefit yeah, of the doubt. Yeah. You really were. Yeah. And I I was the one that was like, this is a fucking red flag for me. I know. Me. And but you were kind of like, yeah, but he's working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you like to see the, like, good in people yes. as well. But I... And you kind of, when your friend is like, oh, you're kind of like, okay, I'll kind of let yes. it slide. But it's like, I think the biggest thing is like, how much do you let it slide? Yeah, how, exactly. 
you have and how long for yeah. if things aren't approving um approving if things aren't improving and you've brought that up with them and they're not making a conscious effort to make it better you Ciao. need to you need to yeah you really need to we need to be dating smarter yes and we need to be smarter to people's emotions yeah. everybody does because at the end of the day you are creating emotional damage <laughs> emotional trauma and you're fucking fueling people being like well why the fuck am i going to date and hypothetically right this is just a crazy one idea yeah but if this ends up being what the dating scene is like nobody is going to procreate <laughs> and we are going to go extinct but isn't that what they want yeah <laughs> one world order conspiracy theories right we're yeah. going to become extinct no we're not because eventually people do couple up i think as well the other hard truth which probably we shouldn't end on but the other hard truth is he just wasn't that into you. 100%. Yeah, 100%. And and that's not but, saying but, there's anything but, wrong with you. No, but I find that hard to believe because his yeah, actions... I know. Do you know I what I mean? know. It's, it's, I it's, know. It's, and I know it's what you're so saying. Hard. And in a lot of situations, you can say that. Yeah. But he's either... He was a fake fucking gaslighting cunt that just did all this shit and was like, well, I'm literally am not into <laughs> you, but I'm just going to do all this. Like, you're a sociopath. Yes. Or he honestly went into it thinking... He could have gone into it, and I think a part of him was, he obviously went into it, didn't didn't think that we were going to, I don't know, talk every talk day, every day yeah. or get along like that. And then when he found that it was getting too deep, thought, I'm, I, I can't do this. I can't give I can't, her what she needs. I can't give her what she so needs. Is that the I, don't, I don't want to commit. Or it's, there's so many fucking answers. It's either, I can't give her what she needs. I can't commit because I don't want to. I don't like you enough. Or I'm just a sociopath. Or the combination of all three. Or the combination of all four. And that's what you got to watch out for, ladies. 100%. The combination <laughs> of all four is the worst. That's, but, that's what's out there. Yeah. And, and the only other piece of advice that I want to give is don't get underneath another guy to try and get over another guy because that doesn't work. No, only because I'm saying this because I know a lot of people do that, but me and the tools that I use and from how I've gotten over people... I sit with myself yeah, for, a, for a while. You do. I, I, and the universe knows that because let me tell you, when I'm in that state, not one boy tries to contact me. And then they all... And then the mm. minute, the minute I am out of that state yeah. of, and I'm like, I'm good, I'm not mm-hmm. shitting you without me even doing anything, they swarm. Yeah, yeah. I you have do. at least five different guys in like the, the space of two days yeah. message me. Yes. Yes, that is out very of nowhere. true. Yeah, yeah, out they of know. nowhere. They, they know. know. They sense so it. if I really can, I mean, if you're the type of person that's always just got out of a relationship and just goes and fucks someone and it makes you feel better, that's, if whatever works for you, works for you. But from my personal experience, to really like move on from it, because for me that just masks it. Yeah. Sit with yourself, sit with your emotions, pick it the fuck apart mm. and realise that... And that's one thing that, yeah, like we were saying, like, don't ever apologize for picking it apart. No way. No way. You have to. You have to pick it apart. You have to sit with your emotions. You have to be sad about it. Don't sit with them for too long, <laughs> but you have to be sad about it. And also, and it's so much easier said than done, do not base your fucking worth on somebody rejecting you. Because yeah. even though it sucks, rejection is a fucking blessing. Yeah. It is a blessing because that is not meant for you. No. It, you won't you won't see it at the time and I, and I and I it's so easy for me to say this now because at the time I was like oh, well, I can't see what this what the point of this was but now I'm like of course yeah, Monica. like exactly. this rejection was a blessing it wasn't what's meant for you will always come back to you exactly. or will come to you it just once again highlights that like there's someone out there better for you 100% and not even like there's someone no, out there better but like someone that's going to be suited what you want better suited yeah. 100% he'll find someone better suited for him exactly. I'll find someone better suited for and me everyone ends up happy everyone ends up happy or they don't procreate 100% and, then we're and we go extinct yeah yeah <laughs> and Which, that's, there's I no in between i think that's the end game. yeah, yeah i think and i think
on that note, we should just sign off. Sign off. So signing um, off. You either fuck yourself or never have children. Okay, bye. <laughs>